1: All right, yo, yo, what's poppin' everybody, man? Welcome to The Sound Surfers. This is where we bridge different cultures through music. You already know it's time for that music nerd roll call. I am your host, James White. I'm Malcolm Alexander. Rob Hunt to the R-O-B. And
2: what's up? I'm Corbin.
1: Man, you already know you can hit us up on social. Hit us up on Twitter and Instagram, at Sound Servers. We want to hear from you, man. Whatever music you're listening to, whatever uh, uh, grievances you have about the music industry, man, tweet us. Let us know. Air it out, man. Uh, this week, very special time for the Valley, man. Our uh, uh, We're the home base, uh, uh, in our home base of Phoenix, Arizona, man. The Lost Lake Festival is going to be happening this weekend. You can catch the Sound Surfers there. You already know. Um, man, it's going to be an incredible lineup. Chance the Rapper on Friday, The Killers on Saturday. We're actually talking their album, "Wonderful Wonderful," uh, uh, on this episode today. Um Also, Odessa, Huey Lewis in the news. This is going to be a huge weekend for the fans. Yeah, Valley. it's pretty stacked for Phoenix. I'm pretty
2: excited for it.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, and just and I wish they wasn't so far.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Malcolm lives so far now, man. Yeah, well, as you can tell, Matt. Just so you know, he really is far. He too. is far right now. You can hear him. He is actually skyping us at this moment. Look at yeah, media, man. guys. Look at Twitter. I know. I got the stew in the home, so you know we whipping hot beats
3: with my home studio. Don't have to go. <laughs> to a far <laughs> studio.
1: Yeah, absolutely, man. And yes, you can catch uh sounds. Uh, you can catch the Sound surface at Lost Lake this weekend, man. We're going to be sending Corbin up there this weekend. Uh, he's going to be taking all types of photos, cell phone video, going
2: live with all of his festival reviews. Man, Corbin, who are you most excited to see this week? Ooh, that's a tough question. Well, you know, I want to see Run the Jewels. I got to see Run the Jewels. Obligatory. I, I just, I've heard you like them a little bit. Eh, just a little bit. Um, but no, I'm actually really excited to see people like The Roots, yes. because The Roots always put it down. I'm excited for The Killers again. I'll get into that more when I talk about ACL. Um, obviously, Chance the Rapper is going to be really good, but those are our headliners that are going to be there. Uh, some of the little smaller bands that I kind of want to see, I want to see Poolside, which is kind of like funky. Is that a local one? No, they're actually – there are a I lot of local bands. They're right? out of California. There are a lot of locals, but Poolside does a lot of like exactly what they say, poolside music. It's really awesome. chill, really fun, dancey kind of stuff. Uh, Tribe Called Red. Yeah, I have to you,
3: you, I think you put me on poolside, Corbin. Like, they're really awesome.
2: Yeah, they do some really good stuff. And, uh, you know, I saw them at Coachella a few years back, and right before they opened for Rudimental. And that were really good, really fun. Uh, people like A Tribe Called Red. I want to see them this weekend.
1: Oh, yeah. I remember you recommended that album, Hallucination. We yep. are the Hallucination. Mm-hmm. And didn't they have that track with Most Deaf?
2: Yep, they did a track with Most Deaf, and they are a Native American uh, hip hop group. That's so dope. It's kind of cool, a little uh, different. Um, and then, you know, obviously, uh, I have some friends that are doing uh, dance. Uh are sacred G's that are gonna be out there. They're friends of mine, like personal friends, and they do they dance to music. So they're like hip hop dance, really fun, really cool kind of stuff. Awesome. Uh, Junior Junior is gonna be there. Another uh, lower band. A band I'm really excited about is the Dab Kings. Oh, yes. Even though oh, uh, R.I.P. Sharon, Sharon Jones. R.I.P. But uh, Sharon, uh, the Dab King's going to be there, and they're also curating the Super Jam that's on Saturday, which is a la Bonnaroo, which is a kind of cool little – add-in that they're doing at Lost Lake, which I'm actually really excited for because those Super Jams are so freaking cool. They're always epic.
1: What was that one that, like, I remember the first one that I think you might have told me about was, like, it, wasn't it, like, Chance and Earth, Wind, and Fire when you were actually at Bonnaroo? Yeah, that was 2015. Like, some, Chance wow.
2: came out. Uh, Kendrick came out Good with Lord. Earth, oh Wind, My and Fire. Goodness. It was, it was wild, Lord. yeah. <laughs> and the year before that, Skrillex... Snatched me. <laughs> yeah, Skrillex was the one that curated the entire Super Jam and had, like... From every all single genre, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and you know Skrillex, as people know him as Sonny, is a very nice guy, and he, he has friends all over in every single piece of music. Like he doesn't just do techno and hardcore electronic music; he does everything. That's dope. Um, also, he released in the news. That's I'm, I'm really excited for them because that's going to be really fun at uh, Los. The, the, so you can uh, get your
1: '80s like your '80s <laughs> jigging on. You know <laughs> I'm
2: gonna get down in there. It's <laughs> the power
1: <laughs> of love, man. The power of love. It's one of their songs, guys, in case you don't know. Okay, you know I was going to say, yeah, I need, like, that reference. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. I, was, I don't know if you <laughs> saw, saw the deer look, headlights I saw, look. I saw, yeah. saw James' like, what, 23-year-old, like, what's yeah. that? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Well You already know, man. You can find the sound surface there this
2: weekend. Uh, yeah, and, you know, there's another thing I'm actually really excited about. Like, they have a lot of food that's going to be doing from all over town. I like that over right, yeah. Because
0: Life is Beautiful does that up in Vegas, where it's a lot of, like, the Vegas hot spots coming out there. They got some craft beer selection. You guys know I like my craft beer, my craft
2: foods. No doubt. So, you yeah. know, it's going it to be a good thing, because all the great—we got, like,
0: good food shit going on here.
2: Yeah, you know, the culinary ambassador for Lost Lake is Chris Bianco, and if you don't know who Chris Bianco Whoa. is, he has yeah. probably the number one pizza place in the country— at least, or at, or at least according, okay, to, Jimmy according to Jimmy Fallon.
3: Okay, that's it. Only Jimmy Fallon says that, okay? No, Oprah said that, story. too.
2: Yeah, Oprah's magazine.
3: Oh, wait, really?
0: Back in the oh, day, God. like three, four really? years ago, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. All right, oh, president. this changes everything.
0: <laughs> it's real. Once Oprah stamps that,
1: it's real. Yeah. yeah. That's, yeah. that's my president.
3: Oprah is my president. <laughs> I think it, it, it,
0: he <laughs> Hey, you might that have a chance in 2020.
1: Yeah.
3: Lots of
0: rumors I floating out there. Lots of rumors out there.
1: Absolutely. you will liberate us. She will. A lot of fun stuff going to be happening at.
2: Los Yeah, State. they're doing like a playground that they're going to have giant playground where you can play like cornhole and everything. Then the Walter Project is also going to be doing a lot of the art out there. There's live art, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, that it's going to be really fun. I'm excited for it, and I hope everybody that's going is really pumped for it. Yes, make
1: sure you uh, uh, make sure to follow us on our social channels, man, to catch all that content on Twitter and Instagram at SoundSurfers.
2: Yeah, and I was going to say, Corbin, just you know, pop by the food tent and show us what they got too while you're out there. Please. I know. That, and that's my crutch at music festivals, which I'll get into about ACL as well, is I always forget to eat at these music festivals. <laughs> I always forget because I'm so focused on what I'm trying to see that I really need to try and focus on eating there. Yeah. Because at ACL, they had tons of tons of good food that I didn't even get a chance to really taste until Sunday. But hmm. we'll get into that. Anyway,
1: we shall. And yes, you already know, man. We already we talked about the Killers being at Lost Lake this weekend. We're also going to be talking their new album that just dropped not too long ago. It's titled Wonderful, Wonderful. Uh, Corbin saw them at ACL over the past weekend, so we'll be talking about that as well. But on this album, Wonderful, Wonderful, uh, the Killers and Brandon Flowers deliver a deeply personal statement. <laughs> toxic masculinity be gone uh that was the lead single right there <laughs> the man from the killers such an interesting album well, I it's, it's all over the place that's
3: a jam right there
1: that is a jam a, i am mad at that jam that is a
3: jam that thing came on the other day and i was driving i was driving up the 405 speeding to a gig <laughs> and my goodness that's okay it just far, matched
1: your intensity.
0: By speeding in Los Angeles, do you mean going 12 miles per hour? Because typically <laughs> yeah, when I drive exactly. in L.A., we'll that's at speeding.
3: The time of day that I was, I was driving, it was around 5 o'clock on a Sunday, and you would think there's probably nobody on the <laughs> day Oh, day my day. God,
0: no. Day. You were probably <laughs> Sunday rush hour traffic in Los Angeles. Yeah, no, no,
3: no. no. I, I, I was speeding at a very healthy 12 miles an hour. <laughs> the band, and, I, and, and I felt like the man doing it.
0: <laughs> felt like you wanted to go 20. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he said he oh, got yeah. gas in the
3: tank. Shoot.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Got money in the, no, the no, bank. Money for in real. The bank.
3: <laughs> no, like, you know, and I didn't want to hit the gas. So I'm driving this Chevy Malibu right now, and I have never driven a car that's so least gas
1: efficient, and it's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> that is another. That's that is like a McDonald's of like of uh, cars. Oh dog, dude! It's, I'm I'm driving a stick. Bro, General 60, Motors, 70. man. Anyways, moving on. <laughs> uh, for homework, man, we are going to be talking. Uh, my assignment that I put on the Sound Service this week, man. An album I believe should be in the Library of Congress. Eric Badu's second studio album, Mama's Gun. Ooh, mama's Ooh. gun man see and uh another 70 minute listen i could get down with see, oh there it like is like i told you man like i'm not all i'm wasn't not that always yeah yeah it, yeah, no, it was long. like an hour 10 yeah, yeah it didn't right? feel that long no seriously mm-hmm. it's just, it's it just did. so much goodness okay let's talk about long. it
2: i'm not saying i'm not it, it, saying it's bad, though.
3: i it, would say that
2: it definitely felt long but it wasn't bad obviously it wasn't bad i'm just saying it felt like a bad album i didn't say it was a
3: bad album but it does feel like when you're at the end of mama's gun you say, i did just finish that
1: the energy, yeah, 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 no, like, the energy does, like, careen back and forth a lot, and it's very,
2: like... Well, it's done on uh, purpose. Huh? It's all done on purpose. Oh, it was. Yeah. And, and we'll get into it. We shall. We'll get into it later on in the podcast.
1: Uh, headlines to get to today, man. Mainly, we just want to talk about Corbin at Austin City Limits, man. He had a blast, saw Jay-Z,
2: Woo! saw the killers. He saw Jay-Z, did I just say that? Yeah, Malcolm, didn't you, didn't you go see somebody else? Because Thundercat was over okay. at ACL, too.
3: Left. Let, let me talk about my flight experience. Okay, it's not it's not Sean Carter at a stadium level. However, I did see um, our homies at Brain Theater. I saw Thundercat and Flying Lotus, and actually Hannibal Burris opened up for them doing comedy. Wow! At the oh my Hollywood God! Hollywood Forever Cemetery. <laughs> that I was saw so a funny show at a cemetery. It was like the <laughs> wildest thing. That's spooky, was- man. Dude, it was dope. I didn't know that they do shows there. And I told a friend, and they were like, oh, yeah, they they do shows all the time at the yeah. cemetery. I was like, oh, so we're just dancing on dead people? Like, we can do that?
0: Man, if I ever get buried, I want people to dance on me, too. So no, let was, the beat well, go on, man. Just have fun. Don't be like, taking really up no. all this space for my dead body. <laughs> Shoot. Have some no, fun with look. it.
3: I would want to dance, with you, right? Yeah, I agree. Like one hundred, I like sprinkle my ashes
1: over Coachella, dog, right? Like
2: <laughs> um, you I, already I, have I permission for me to do that. Nice. <laughs> Put
1: my ashes inside the disco ball. Yo, straight up. You know,
3: but I do want to give a shout out. I do want to give a shout out to our homies over at Red Bull, man. Uh, my homie Salem, like he it up, and um, we got to go hang out with Red Bull and 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 uh, as part of the Red Bull Music Academy, and they're doing amazing uh, events out in L.A. right now, and Thunder Tower is was crazy. Yeah, man, it was great, and like it was, it was Philo's kickoff to his tour, and it was his three dimensional show. So it was, it was like what we saw at FYF was one thing, Corbin, mm-hmm. but dude, this was on levels beyond FYF to just to see the visuals. That makes me was.
1: more
2: excited for Halloween out here in Phoenix. Dude. And me, dude.
1: like, well, go ahead, Malcolm.
3: No, like, it, like it was, it was just unreal. Like, just where visuals are coming for,
1: like, as a DJ now, dude, it's just, it's out of this world. Gosh, like, and and that just sounded like I, I remember I was um I was actually listening to the live stream like because uh, it's so interesting like red Bull, uh, like Red Bull Music Academy live streamed the uh the show and so they had like Thundercats and Hannibal Burris and Flylow set and I'm just sitting there like dry listening because like I'm not getting the visuals while I'm listening to Flylow set and I'm
2: just like oh my god I just know he's fucking it up right now mm-hmm. oh yeah. yeah he's like man. a he's like a god up there the way he does it yeah but. And- well, go ahead. I know it's not Jay, I know it was not a, exactly Jay Z, but I know it was a cool experience. Nah, it, it, it was definitely
3: a really great experience. So, if you guys have a chance to see Flying Lotus on this tour, I need you guys to do so because uh, I'm totally,
1: uh, I just want to let you know, I'm totally not counting down the hours, <laughs> uh, minutes, seconds, and milliseconds that I have until Talk. October 26th Talk. in Vegas <laughs> <Talk>. <laughs> at the Brooklyn Bowl. Not that I've been just, you know, like studying that address uh like <laughs> like ridiculously <laughs> yeah ever since like i bought my tickets for the 3d show but uh but yeah like that is going to be unreal i cannot wait
2: yeah i'm excited for it in halloween i wish he was there at uh, acl but i'm glad because it probably would have conflicted against something like jay-z <laughs>
1: really though, show that great right yeah. he would have headlined the stage yeah oh, oh, really? yeah for oh, come sure on. We, we- You saw
2: the God. Sean (laughs) Carter, how was this? Oh, my God. Okay, so you know I've talked about this before, that Jay-Z really didn't do it for me when I saw him in, like, 2006. What I didn't realize, like, after I saw him and when I went to see him this time around at ACL, was that he's put out some bangers between 2006 and 2017. Oh, yes. And I was like, oh, (laughs) shit. Every time a banger came on. So like remembered. I, it just brought me back, you yeah. know. Like, and he did twenty three songs. He did two Jeez. encores. Twenty three. Good. Twenty three tracks, and he was late, and he ended early. Like that <laughs> was the crazy thing. I wanted more. I wanted Ooh, more. Wow. And by the time the second encore came out, because he finished his first encore with Forever Young, and everybody thought Jay Z or Beyonce was coming. Out. Everybody oh, wow. in, the, in their mama that was there She'd was like, take alive. care of babies. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I was saying, but. Everybody started leaving after the first encore, and I was like, no, he is not leaving. We are not leaving. We are moving forward. (laughs) Truck on. Get to the middle. So, like, we moved up because I was with about seven people. We trucked our way up, and what do you know? He comes out, and what do you know? He does 99 problems, and the entire place goes ape shit. Like, ape shit. And I lost... Lyrically a perfect song. Oh, one of the best tracks I've ever heard, and I'm glad I got to see it live for the first time. And... Uh, he yeah. actually stopped midway because earlier on in the set, he did a uh, tribute to Chester Bennington, which I have the video for, which we're going to post on our socials. Um, he did the numb encore from the reanimation album that he did with Linkin Park. And it, he had the entire crowd sing the uh, the whole part of Chester. You like, what the hell you? Yeah. It, oh. Everybody was – and there was <gasps> tears, legit yeah. tears in people's eyes. So like it was moving and he did that. So then when he did 99 Problems at the end for a second encore, you know that there's the Ninety Nine Problems Lincoln Park mashup. Yeah. So in the middle of the song, instead yeah. of the beat that Within he has, yeah, he does the in the end part and then finishes the song in 99 oh. problems. Like it was That blah. is so crazy. And that was just Friday. Like, Holy and there was God. other things that I saw on Friday that were legit, like Royal Blood. Again, I went to go see them. Surprisingly, remember we met the Revivalists when they played here at iHeart uh, iHeart Studios. I decided to go check them out, and they put on a hell of a set. Did a Tom Petty cover, did oh. Refugee, and it was really good. And I was actually really impressed by that. Uh, I didn't get a chance to go see Ryan Adams because I went to see Solange instead.
1: You made the right. You made the right decision.
2: <laughs> but I had to leave Solange <laughs> early because oh no, because I had oh, to go see Jay Z
1: oh if I, I, I mean uh, that's not a bad
2: trade though.
0: but isn't that the dilemma of yeah. festivals right because you come out with like six eight people you want to see and three of them at the same damn time and know, like, it, man
2: that's a really tough thing at festivals you know and i'm gonna get into that more after just going over who i saw that killed it like saturday going into that i didn't go see chance the rapper because i knew i was going to see him at lost lake so i went and saw uh, red hot chili peppers who put on a greatest hit spectacle like, Red Hot Chili Peppers know exactly what they're doing, and they do it really well. You know, they're not going to come out and put off their boo-boo crap that they'd normally Yeah, like that get, last album that we reviewed? Yeah, the Getaway. They did Ooh. play a track off that album, but it wasn't like you wouldn't have noticed it because they played so many hits. They played for, like, two and a half hours, I felt like. It was, like, two hours and 40 minutes. Um, but they put on a really good show. Like, uh, I saw Ice Cube that day. Uh, oh, wow. That was he. I saw he him here there. in Phoenix, and he was not good. It was fun. I'm I'm not saying he was good. I'm not saying he was bad, but he was really fun. But and see, my problem was he did
0: exactly. He didn't do what the Chili Peppers did, right? He didn't go back far enough. He played, like, you know, I could do. Shut up. I don't want to hear that. No, Nobody he, wants to hear that damn song.
2: <laughs> no, he, he played it, and everybody was.
0: Putting their back
1: People into it. People be turning up, man. People yeah, really I love that song. Like that is, you know. And
0: it's like Ice Cube's worst song ever, yeah. <laughs> except for his new album, I Am the West. That whole album was garbage. But other than that, come on, Q. Rob keeps tabs on Ice Cube. See, but you know it. I actually know. bought the I Am the. West. I'm like, yeah, Q's got it out. I paid money for it, and I was like, man, I'm never buying an album ever again unless Andre 3000 is on the damn thing.
2: Sorry. That version. <laughs> yeah, but he did some of his newer tracks. It was, eh, nah, but when he did a lot of the throwbacks, it was really good. He ended it with Today Was a Good Day. But Does he, he do No Vaseline? No. Uh, no. He Damn. refused
0: to perform because of Easy. Uh-oh. But he I did mean, have
2: duh. WC come out, and they did a couple of West Side Connection songs, which was kind of cool. Oh, and, which I'm with
1: but If I it- heard Gangsta Nation, I would lose it. I would lose my
2: whole life. <laughs> They did a lot of gangsta stuff, Girl. though. It was real hardcore at Including one point. Including some crip walks across the stage. He oh, was, my God. He was goodness. talking to us. He, he even said something. He's like, You see me on those movies. Yeah. But you know I'm a gangster. <laughs> hey.
0: I'm pretty sure it's the same set that I saw him two, three years ago. It probably. <laughs> sounds exactly like It, it might was the have set.
2: been. But hey. as far as that, that, those weren't even the best shows I saw on Sunday or on Saturday. Uh, some of the best shows I saw were The Black Angels, which is psychedelic rock. Like, I got to see them up close. They actually canceled one of their shows earlier in the week because they were sick. So, nobody thought they were going to make it to the festival. But they still came out. They still killed it. It was really good. It was like really deep, like really hardcore. I saw um, Benjamin Booker on Saturday. Oh, and that dude is legit. Yeah, he's, he's so amazing. He is legit. He is so good. He is a, such a good guitarist. It, it blew me away. Yeah, I was man. like, yes. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad I saw it. I even got to see um, Live. I wanted to throw back a little more 90s in there. because wow. Because
0: Live was actually really good, too. Lightning crashes. Yeah. And, that was uh, big back in, back in my high school days, boys. Live.
2: And I got to see, th- I wanted to go see some country because I was in Texas. I had to see some country, so the
0: for free at Luckylandslots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See
2: website for details. Uh the people I went with, they're country fans. We went and saw this guy named Cody Jinx. And I was really impressed by his country music. I'm not gonna lie. It was really fun, it was dancey, and it was kind of moody at the same time, which it wasn't like that bro country that I'm not a big fan Thank of. Thank goodness. Uh. You know, and then, and then I ended the weekend obviously with the killers. Uh, saw a little bit of the gorillas. It, it really wasn't feeling the gorillas because I would already seen such a good set at Outside Lands. I kind of wanted to go Dang. see the Killers. Uh, I obviously was at Run the Jewels. You know, I was, I was up in the mix. You know, and Danny Brown came out with Run the Jewels. They nice. Did, they did Boom Oh wow! And oh. they played uh, Thursday in the Danger Room off RTJ Three for the first time ever live, which was a really cool thing to see. Um, also on Sunday, I didn't get a chance to go see Lido. I was really mad because we got there late. What uh,
3: you missed Lito? Oh, I didn't know Lido was there. That's wow. crazy. I yeah,
2: love Lido. We one of my got favorites. We got there late and saw Dram, and Dram was actually pretty good. It was actually kind of funny. He was he's really funny the way he does his stuff because you know he's like a, he's like a Lothario kind of like he's a, it's that like trap hit, trap R and B trap and B. I don't know whatever they call it. But uh, going off the Killer's new album that we're gonna be talking about, they put on a freaking hell of a show. They know what they're doing. Brandon Flowers is really good front man and I was super impressed by everything they did, which makes me even more excited to see them at Lost Lake this upcoming week that we're gonna be doing. But there's a lot of things I wanted to get into that I didn't really like. I don't know if you guys want to talk about this, but I'm gonna talk about it anyway. I do not <laughs> like festivals in <and laughs> cities. Corbin. Yeah, this festivals in cities are the worst. And honestly,
1: like that's pretty accurate. And, like to put it lightly. <laughs>
2: The time to get into ACL took me an hour at least an hour to an hour and a half because you ha- you can't get you're in you're walking you ha- an hour at least an hour and but then that's going off the 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 Vegas shooting that we went that we uh, you know had to go through you know because they upped yeah. the the security, security and you know they were doing bag checks and really hardcore bag checks and uh, but you have to walk a mile just to get to the front to end to the entrance Yes, and There's so much going on on that just mile walk, and then to get out, there's another mile walk. But there's no public transportation to get you out anywhere. You, the only way to get out there is Uber and Lyft when they have like their Uber and Lyft station at a McDonald's that's right on the corner of like Barton Springs and wherever it's at. And it took us almost an hour to get an Uber. And on the last day, we just said, screw it. We got a pedicab. We paid the dude $180. Dang. Two uh, Two pedicabs. We paid $180 to get us to 6th Street so we can go party some more because we wanted a party. Yeah. And after the killer set because we were all jazzed up. And that's just ludicrous in my mind. No offense to the rapper. but
1: <laughs> He knows what he knows. the name he brought He'd be on. mad too. Yeah.
2: <laughs> As a consumer, like, buying the ticket, because I actually bought my tickets – that's something that I don't want to even add on to what I've already paid to get there. Like Seriously. paying for the Airbnb that we paid for, paying for transportation. Like you shouldn't have to do that. And that's something that I love about like a camping festival such as Coachella, such as Bonnaroo, is that it forces you into the situation. Like you have no way out. And that's <laughs> the only way it should be because getting into the city, how the hell are you going to get out of that? Like. I'm not knocking what's going to happen this weekend, but I'm glad that we have a light rail that's right next to the festival that's going to ship people in and out. Very because true. I hope people don't even try parking near that festival. Oh, it's going to be a nightmare! It's going to be a nightmare. That's and one
0: of my concerns about no. actually going if I do decide to go, because Steel Indian School Park, where it's held, it has like one little parking lot where everybody's going to get dropped off. It's not a big space, mm-hmm. so it's going to be it's cars jamming all. all
2: up and down the street. It's going to be awful. And I live a- honestly, Park at James's. Is- I was going to say, yeah. like, I'm
1: about to be on notice. Like, I'm going to be collecting my bills yeah, for my baby. parking spots. You know 12 bucks a spot,
2: 15 bucks.
1: Bro. No, really, man. No, like, the parking
2: gonna- spots at ACL right near the festival, because you can get in as far as you could probably like a block or two by driving. Then you had to turn around because they blocked it off. $40 a parking lot for, <sighs> per day. $40 a spot. So, oh like, but if you're spending a buck 80 on a pedicab, it's almost worth it. But it's definitely, but you're going to get a drive. We got our Airbnb about five miles away, which it was like a $5 Uber, which it wasn't bad at all. But you still shouldn't be able to do that. Like, you still should have some kind of way to ship in and out. And I understood that there were shuttles and all, but it was very confusing on how to get in and out. There's two exits, two entrances, and. There's so much going on that you're just trying to get the hell out of there. See, I think
0: it also depends on the city too, because it doesn't sound like the setup. Like life is beautiful in Old Town Vegas. Mm -hmm. Easy to stay in a hotel. Easy to get in and out of. Now, granted, that may change because that shooter was planning on, yo, he Uh, scoped that thing out, right? Yeah, yeah. And I've been there twice, and I enjoyed the experience both times. But it's it might not be as big either as ACL. It might not have as many people. And you know, with security changes, that obviously, like James is just saying, that could that could be a factor. Whereas Lollapalooza in Chicago has tons of people, and I got a ho- I like the hotel aspect because I don't sleep very well in tents, uh-huh. and uh, so you can sleep in a little bit. Lollapalooza, we got a, a relatively affordable hotel to be able to walk in, but they've done that so many years that the setup's pretty easy. Maybe ACL just hadn't got a I don't know, hold a- of it.
2: ACL's been around for 16 years. Like I don't know, it just felt. Uh, it was, it's like uh, outside lenses too. Outside Lens is the same way, because you have to really figure out how the hell you're going to get out of there, because it's at Golden Gate Park and you have to like either walk two miles to get to the End Judah, which is one of their trains, and then take that like an hour hour no, into it's the city. Ass, yeah, it's a pain in the ass. Or you can just go hang out at a bar until shit settles down, and then figure it out after that. would either by that time, it's you're yeah, already too messed up to even get into a bar or go in somewhere because at the festival you're you know they kind of force you to have fun and that's that's the joy of festivals is that they forcing they're forcing you to have fun
0: but you can ruin it all if you have to wait too long to get out
2: yeah exactly like at you ruin the vibe that you yep. the high that not necessarily high but like the you're so happy the serotonin level is so freaking high that by the time you leave you're just like oh my god i'm just tired i just want to go home and that's that happened to us the first two nights like, we were all so dead on Friday night after Jay-Z, and we were, like, so jacked up. We're like, we're going out, we're going out, we're going out. <laughs> and then by the time he got us an Uber an hour and a half later, we were all deflated, and we're like, screw this. Well, yeah, because, yeah, you, you know, killed so you. So there's a burnout. There's a burnout, and yeah. there's a burnout with festivals in general that are going through the cities that it's, – it's driving me nuts. Yeah. Like, we need to f- – I think the festival – community needs to focus on these festivals that are camping and i know a lot of people don't like that because a lot of people are bougie a lot of yeah, people me, don't me. <laughs> <laughs>
3: You know Rob Humm.
2: I, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't point it out at you, but I was hey, directing. You do. You
0: I'll rather stay in a hotel, sleep in a tent
1: for four hours a
2: oh, night. Oh yes. Oh be yes. Be all
0: hot
1: at six in the damn morning. your wake. Uh, you got to worry about bugs crawling on yeah. you. Are they in my sleeping bag? Like nah, man. Scorpions.
0: Mm-hmm. Brought my black light up to form.
2: Working the
3: live by it,
1: rattlesnakes it, and shit. It. Or if your homie... I'll, I'll
3: be in your tent for Coachella, okay? I'll be in your tent for Coachella, Corbin.
2: No, we'll have to we'll arrange hom- that. <laughs> <laughs> it's only a one-person tent. There's a two-person tent, but yeah, I'm just saying... Yeah, it means it's a one-person
1: tent. Or if you've never been camping really like that, and your homie's like, oh, yo, I got you on the tent, except for when you get the tent the holes like to secure the legs are <laughs> fucked up so you can't really secure the tent
0: that was that was my bad because it wasn't my tent <laughs> <laughs> that was a uh, interesting to try to set that thing
2: up
1: <laughs> bro like i had to keep putting rocks on it and, like it wasn't working like.
2: and you still had the best tent set up out of all of us that's anyway. true you had a lot of room in there at least i did but can't lie that's something that I, that. It's really grinding my gears in the, since I did outside lines and ACL this year.
1: But not, yeah, yeah, you know, but like not having to pay for a hotel, you know, like you definitely, True. like the trade off of camping is much more significant. Much, it's,
0: to but me, you can't even at ACL or Lollapalooza or Live.
2: There's no camping available. There's no way you could do that in those types of cities. And there's no way you can do it in Austin at all. Like, yeah. Well, you could probably camp on the side of the street. They might not kick you out <laughs> oh, Austin. Yeah, they just Austin. Yeah, it's like Portland, Oregon, man. They're just like, ah, cool, people sleeping on tents. No, they would definitely do something about that in Austin. <laughs> 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 but all in all, it was a great experience in Austin, but it, it, it made me think of the bigger question. Are we burned out in festivals? Are there too many festivals in the country?
0: Well, I think it, it probably depends on your region. For you, a guy that travels all over the place to them, the answer is probably yes, but the plus is if there's something in my backyard, Lost Lake, I'm like, oh, okay, I can go to that rather than have to go to Vegas or have to go to Chicago or go to Coachella or whatever. I know Coachella is Coachella, but if I can do it and go
2: home and go back, I'm probably more likely to check that out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the only, like the biggest benefit for me at Lost Lake is that I literally live across the street. Yeah. Yeah. Like I could leave. Well, I the forgot festival. to tell
0: you I'm staying over all weekend. No. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high-five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At ChumbaCasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses, so don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. <laughs>
2: hey, I'm going to get an air mattress for the living room. You're more than welcome. Yeah, whoever crashes <laughs> first gets it. Yep. Yeah, because Camille's coming out from L.A. She's going to be coming up stay in the place like we got other people staying out so you're more than welcome yeah yeah
1: i don't know i don't know if there's like uh, i don't know if there's too many festivals because because honestly like i I just think that the demand like for touring and like just live music and like entertainment right now is just so high that i don't think that i don't think there will ever be a complaint of like you know oversaturation like in music festivals as far as it goes but i do I do think there is, like, a little bit of an oversaturation, like, with them in cities, though. Because I do think that just when you're trying to bring the chaos of what is a music festival to, an like, an already established city, you know. Because you, if you imagine all of the festivals that are in cities and that aren't in deserts, if it's going to be in a city, it's going to be in a popular city, of course. You know, so, like, Los Angeles or, like, more Austin people, or
0: more money, Brooklyn or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. You know, so I think... I definitely think that's something I want to see less of is festivals and cities because, you know, that's like that's a honestly I didn't really think about, you know, I've never really separated the two until like you brought it up like before this episode, Mm because it is really so much more of a hassle when you're trying to deal with a music festival in a city.
2: Yeah. And if it's going to be in a city, it should be especially curated music festival such as, like, a day for night that I went to in Houston. Right. Like, that was so legit. It was so easy to get in and out. And it wasn't,
1: like, you know, it wasn't a mainstream one either, you know, no, but, like, was, it was very secular. And in you're
2: in one way. of the biggest cities in the country in Houston. Right. And it felt like nobody was there. But, granted, exactly. there was only, like, you know, a few thousand people there. But, like. But it was eclectic. You know what it I'm was, saying? Like, it, it was, was a like, niche thing. Right, exactly. And, like, again, they're, they have a niche thing again because they're doing the same thing. And it's. That's something that Day for Night is very special about. Well, and here's the thing. Uh,
0: I, the, the primary target age is probably someone under 30 for these things because as you get older, you get less and less tolerant of crowds and traffic. You just don't want to sit in that kind of thing. So I think you have all these companies putting on festivals and spreading them out because it's all about money at the end of the day, right? Yeah. So they're trying to find places where they'll, they'll, they'll stick and they can stick around for 10 years, make boatloads of cash. We get to have, you know, experiences with artists. But I think, going back to what James, you just said, the bigger point is here, we are in a plethora of touring right now. Whether it be festivals or not, it is difficult to keep up with it monetarily. Whereas, yeah. you know, if you went over the course of a year, ten years ago, you probably had four or five big shows mm-hmm. that you wanted to go to. Now there's like a big show every damn week in the city Literally. that you live in. It's like very challenging to be able to do it all. To afford keep it all. Up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I know that's how artists actually... are making money and I'm not mad at them for it, but you talk about we got Lost Lake Festival. Fly Low's here the next week and Jay-Z's here the week after that. So, I mean, it's just like back to back to back to back. Bruno to back. Mars is
1: going to be here the week after that. Exactly. So it's Chili just Peppers like, are here this week. Right. It's <laughs> just
0: bang, bangers after bangers after bangers. I'm like, I want to go to Fly Low. I want to go see Chance. I want to go see Jay-Z but I got to take out a damn mortgage in order to be able to do that shit. Oh, man. <laughs> That's the trouble. Like, I'm like, but I don't want to, like, I feel like if I'm missing out, I'm going to miss FOMO. out. Like, you FOMO know? is so yeah, real.
1: It is. Like, no one wants to miss out. And especially, like, in this age where everyone's documenting everything, like, you will be jealous right. online. Yep. Mm-hmm. You will be jealous. Like,
0: about to get rid of all my social media
2: now. Cut it off for three weeks. But still follow us on social media yeah. at Las Lake. Yeah. No. yeah <laughs> be, be jealous be of us. Be jealous please. of us. Or Corbin. <laughs> be I'm not sure if I'm going surfers. yet. Yeah. And, and, you know, I've thought about that many times because. Me and a few friends have actually broken down how much we normally spend at a music festival weekend.
1: I would not even dare to do that just because I'd probably stop going to music festivals. So. No, and, it, and it's a yeah. real thing because, yeah.
2: and it's, and it's the ones that we pay for. Like, because we're grateful that we work for a company that lets us go and do these things. But when you want to pay for it and do it legit, like the way that every, you know, fans not, not the, the fans really do it, that's a lot of freaking money. And Coachella is so freaking expensive that people it's were like, getting worse. I'd want to do Coachella, but it's way too expensive. I'm like, yeah, when you can pay $250 for an ACL ticket and then uh, $500 for a Coachella ticket, which one are you going to do?
0: Yeah. ACL. ACL.
2: Obviously. But if you, if you live in Austin, it's way better. If you don't live in Austin, yeah. it's way more expensive because- You got to fly. Fly, the Airbnb yep. or the hotel, whatever you want to do, it- Adds up, and it added up this weekend, and I, I, it put me down. I was like, "Holy shit!" I spent way too much money in Austin, Texas, but I had a blast. I was there for six days. Blah blah blah. Anyway, (laughs) and then like, well, (laughs) say, uh, what were you gonna say, Malcolm?
3: No, I, I was I was repeating what Corbett, said. I think that's funny. He's like, "But I had a blast." <laughs> right. That's what broke people say after like we just like after we just we spent way too fucking much. Excuse
1: me. Just. Pretty much. No,
2: and then we, and- we, we
3: said, oh, well, you know, I had fun though. That's that's how we justify like overdrafting our bank account.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not even mad about it because I had one of the best times of my life and got to enjoy Austin for two days before I even went to the music festival. Like that that's was kind of and Austin's just, a cool, that's cool that's town, weird. man. It's a cool yeah. city. It's
0: the only t- city in Texas I actually like.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, no. Houston's not bad. But, Houston's out uh, alright. But anyway, let's just get to the Killers album because the Killers were. What do you want to say?
1: Hold on, real quick, I was just gonna say I feel so sorry for people who live in like flatland states. Like, imagine people who are passionate about music and touring that live in Montana. Like, you're not getting anything cool ever, and you can't even like be spending money to just like be flying and stuff. But moving on. I just wanted to like feel sorry for.
2: No, people I agree, like, and that's for real no means. <laughs> yeah, and when you do catch a person that because you meet a lot of people, everybody meets a lot of people at these festivals. Like you talk to everybody, at right. least at least I do. So I meet a lot of people from all over the world, all over the country, and these people that come from like a Kansas or a Montana, it's rare. Yeah, but when you do, then they're like really passionate about it. That's the mm-hmm. coolest thing because I'm like. All right. Well I wanna get it they, often. Yeah, you know, the so good news
1: really is, gonna if you, be there to live it.
0: Having just been to Montana, you gotta go anywhere, you gotta drive. Like <laughs>
2: it's a drive. Like I gotta go to the grocery store, see you in two hours kind of thing. It's like <laughs> man <laughs> And the other thing is like that's their whole year. Like they Jeez. make that's Yeah. And when Ugh. I I think about it and I'm like, damn, I do like six of these a year. Right. Like that's every other month. Yeah. Can they
1: even count 6 of anything live they're going
2: to? yeah, Like in Montana? And that's just music festivals cuz we, right taking a lot of music here in town. Like yeah, it's crazy and you know the it's there's just too much. It's too much. It's wild. It, it, there ain't no church in the wild. But mm-hmm. uh, which actually Jay-Z did. Oh. That was oh the second goodness. song he played. It was No Church in the Wild. I thought Frank Ocean was going to come out. I thought Rihanna was going to come out cuz he did run this town to start it. It was a... Man, and maybe in LA. No show.
3: church in the wild. Oh my, that's my song.
2: <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> All right, we've kind of dovetailed oh. in this way. <laughs> yeah, speaking
1: of that's yeah. my song, man. The Killer's Wonderful, Wonderful got uh so many of those on this album. Um, honestly, you know, like I thought this album was very significant for the themes it raised, you know, like because it, it, it came from a as I spoke of, uh, it came from a very personal pl- place for Brandon Flowers, you know what I'm saying? Because he's ever since they uh, like uh, this is their first album in, like 5 years i mm-hmm. think uh this is their fifth album and brandon Flowers', like personal life has just changed so much ever since then like he's got three kids now his wife just recently got diagnosed with depression and ptsd mm-hmm. and but she brings and, up in this in the yeah, album yeah yeah exactly but he you know he talks about it head on and i think you know i i think the the brevity and really just like because of that is what makes like is what makes this album really significant but production wise i don't know it didn't really like do it all the way for me you know it was like sonically i was kind of just like meh you know like it didn't really it didn't really move me it, i i wasn't upset by it but i wasn't impressed by it either
2: and that's one thing that i noticed with the killers like they are very good at what they do like they'll give you a couple really good tracks on their albums yeah. that are like huge because they're bombast they're very, like, grandiose. They want to be, like, these huge rock stars. Yeah. And it's like an act to them. And I think they kind of play on that act when they do The Man, like the song The Man on this album. They, they play to the fact that they are, like, this huge rock band. And granted, they are. Like, when you really look at their, their discography – they have like one or two tracks that are huge, huge hits. Yeah, and so when yeah, they've I heard they're a singles band, and when they and this is my first album. Of yeah, when I'm they they play live, it is amazing because they play all those hits, and you're like, oh man, I love that track. Yeah, like, and you forget about their tracks like on like other albums other than Hot Fuss because Hot Fuss was their biggest album, and they they have the most singles off that album. Then they yep. had Sam's Town, which was their second album, which had When We Were Young, and, and that was that didn't to me didn't really break out until uh guitar hero like guitar hero made that song even bigger than Which what song? it was
3: you're so right though that's when? like i think guitar is the only reason i actually am very familiar with that song cuz i loved guitar hero growing up <laughs> yeah
2: well when we were young and like that's one of their biggest hits and that's what they closed out with at acl hmm. no. and it was a big like it was a big sing along it was fun and that's what music festivals should be like
1: oh wait i think i know that song and that song is beautiful
2: it's a great song and you
0: No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: Oh, man, <laughs> 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 no, that's a Kiss FM when I was grounded as a youngin.
0: But see, that's my, my that's my problem with I didn't like any of those hits. I did not like, so I hold it against them. I mm. do. I, that somebody told me you had I <laughs> effing hate that song so oh. Gd much oh I can't like the killers because of it I hate that it's such a dumb song and his voice is annoying oh my and it God. makes it drives me crazy and I, I'm like
1: this can't be the kill no nope, the killers suck see and, and that was another one of my big complaints about this album too it the brandon Flowers' voice is too white guy punk it is <laughs> incessantly white guy punk like and it is just like it, it it doesn't help me it doesn't do anything for me on the album
3: Oh, man. But
0: I get wow. why
1: people like it. I just
0: I just can't get past the somebody told me <laughs> you had a boyfriend that looked like a girlfriend. I can't get past it. And, like, I like the man. Like, I'm like, that's cool. I'm I'm down with that. All right. Because he's not, sa- like, in that song, you know, that huge hit, I don't know. He's just not singing. I don't know what he's doing. And I just, I'm like, I can't like him. I refuse. It's like an old school mute. Like, once I write it off, it's off. Mm. I'm not saying that this album's bad and it's not worth listening to because it's, it's okay. I thought the album was okay, but I don't think, like,
2: I get like, no interest in seeing them live whatsoever because of that song. See, and that's, that's <laughs> the problem at festivals, is because people have this thing against the killers. I've noticed that's that. That's their own fault. And I've noticed that. <laughs> Stop n- putting out shit. I've not noticed <laughs> that not only with you, but I've noticed that with other people, but then they see them live and they're like, Oh, I get it now, and that's Mm. fine. People can get it. I don't want to get it. I'm good. (laughs) I am good. I would. I would want to see you at a killer show just to see your reaction after the show, man. That sounds like an experiment. That's an experiment that I want to see that you should do. Are they? uh, You know what's funny? I think.
3: I think I might have like a soft spot for the killers, and it's like I think it's a story that I might have told on this podcast a few episodes back. But I remember last no, excuse me, two years ago. The Killers, they headlined, was it Pot of Gold in Phoenix? or mm. uh, it, it was one of the festivals out there. And just at, on, one, on a Friday or Saturday night, maybe the, it was the night after the night before the Killers went on at the Fest Tempe, I was just at Crescent Ballroom having a drink with a friend. Um, I, I was just like having, having a beer. And next thing you know, I didn't, I didn't know who was in the showroom. There was a show going on at the time. And then out of nowhere, I hear Mr. Brightside start playing. And then like, I hear this raw vocal come in and then everyone starts singing along. And then I'm outside and everyone even outside in the bar area drinking is singing along to Mr. Brightside. And it was like, it was, it was almost like the same way that like Neil Diamond would come on. And then everyone starts singing like Sweet Caroline. Everybody starts singing Mr. Brightside. And so like... I've I've never had an issue with those songs. Like those songs were like integral, uh, just as part of pop culture in high school. Like you you just knew them. You know Mm -hmm. you knew the records. And I never had a thing against the killers. I think what it is with the killers is that it's just it's uh it's incessant. I like I I think more or less it's just kind of a, a lot of the same thing like um, narratively like the album is very it's very cool oh, you know that's... the narrative is dope it's very I love the perspective I love the individuality I love that it kind of addresses life as raw and very real and maybe not all gumdrops and and rainbows right um, and in hearing what Brandon Flowers goes through in his personal life it it, it makes sense but I, I don't have I really don't have an issue with it it's just not an album that 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 offers enough versatility that I'm like ooh, I gotta go see them live however, hearing Brandon Flowers because that's what it was, finish the story of Crescent Ballroom Brandon Flowers was like singing on stage and I guess he was doing a solo show at Crescent yeah, he did, it he was just, his solo album uh, a couple of years ago it, it, it was really, really cool, like I, mean, I did, like I said I didn't even see it, I just heard it but that music kind of, it just resonated with everybody that was in that building it was really, really, really special it was, like, it was just a really cool experience
0: and I'm not mad at that because look We all have our tastes. We all have our things that we like. We all have our things we don't like. And it's that presentation on the album that turned me off. Like, even that, I didn't even know which side to look up the the actual lyrics. And now that I have, you know, I know it. And again, it's the way he sings the song that is almost to back up James's point. It comes across to me, at least it did, not so much on this new album, because I I think they took a different approach, at least vocally, which I was happy to, to hear. But it almost came across like snobby to me. And it almost seemed like snob music, like bro music that I didn't almost like the country bro music you were talking about. (laughs) But for like white punk, white kids. Right. And I just I've never liked that. I've never been into that thing. And and I think that's how I always interpreted that music is kind of corny and kind of cheesy and kind of appealing to
2: a certain set, which is fine. It's just not my set. But that's their shtick. And that's fine, too. And I think that they finally realize it's their shtick on this album because that's why they put a song like The Man on the album. I don't mm-hmm.
1: know. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I I, I want to get into clips. Like, my favorite uh track on the album was actually the final one, Uh and it was called... <laughs> Which was, was
2: on the deluxe version, actually. Yours was really? on the deluxe version, yes. Was
1: it really? Okay, mm-hmm. I, I thought, like... Because the deluxe version, man, Apple Music only gives you the deluxe edition. They're so lame. But they had, like, these two – they had, like, two extra tracks at the end that were, like, remixes. And I was like, oh, okay, so the album ends at Money On Straight. But I don't know. Like, I, I, I really like the song just because I really like – I have a really soft spot for songs about, like, fatherhood and, like, a father, like, you know, really, like, bring up his son and stuff like that. And I feel like that that's exactly what this song was. You know, it was almost like a letter to his son, you know, just like – uh, like, like Get your shit together You know Like mm-hmm. when he's older on He'll be able to listen to this And be able to like Take notes Get your hair cut Get your money on straight
0: Get your head right
1: <laughs> it's funny
0: he puts that in oh, right? yeah don't forget yeah. Who your friends, all, right? all that shit
3: right?
1: <laughs> Yeah, and so it's just like and and I feel like the production on that song is just like like is some of the best on the album as well. It's some of the most uh like refreshing and new to me and just like, you know again, I just really love.
0: Because it's kind of stripped down, right? It lets He actually can sing, and he doesn't right. sound like a character like he does on the first right. album, right? Oh, my gosh. And that was my issue with it. It was like, you know, who is this guy? Uh, I actually didn't hear that song because I did not listen to the Deluxe Edition. and I didn't know that was the Deluxe Edition. Yeah, exactly. So I'll pick up there and play my clip because I went with a similar tactic. I went with have all the songs been written, which I liked because it talks about the struggles of being a songwriter, trying to come up with something creative when it seems like right. everybody's written about everything. But a similar sort of sound, right? More of a stripped down sound where I could see this in like an acoustic set and I'd be like, all right, I'm kind of into this. So, Corbin, if you would, please. Have all the songs been written? Have all the truth been told? Has all the gas? Then siphon Do the pain still carry go. And I like the story behind this. He actually Same. according to genius, Brandon Flowers sent an email to Bono to YouTube. from U2 yeah. was like, Have all the songs been written? He's like, dude, I'm having writer's block. He's like, that sounds like a good title. Go with that. So right. you know, that's this like correspondence with Bono of U Two, this great songwriter, and you're like, that's kinda cool. But I like how he took that approach, like, I'm struggling because it seems like everybody's had everything to say about in song form, and, you know, and he goes on, have all the truths been told, so on and so forth, and it ends up being kind of a love song, and he says, I just need one more to get through to you, I just need one more to get through to you, he repeats at the end, which I thought was kind of a cool touch, and what I'm saying is if, you know, these two songs that James played and I played were the killer's, I'd probably like them a lot more if they didn't have the baggage of the shit that they
2: brought out with the first album (laughs) that I can't get over. Which ties into Bag Lady by Erica Badu. Because nobody wants wants somebody with baggage. Right. Mm -hmm. Yet we all have it. Tell them. But wow. know, I, I think actually we
3: just found the correlation we <laughs> say, yeah. I think we just found the new title for the show. Wow. <laughs> I, I, gentlemen, I'm logged <laughs> off. <laughs> we did it. This I, is what the South Rivers do.
2: <laughs> I went for the track uh Tyson versus Douglas because oh, yes, I felt that that was a very great. driving track of the album like it was yes. really good. The production was really good the way he did it and the story as well of like how your heroes fall and it's like a sad thing and you know like it's when you realize that there's something more to life and how he that was when he realized that his hero, Mike Tyson, growing up, got beat by Buster Douglas, who he wasn't supposed to lose. Right. And that's like when life slaps you in the face. And this is another letter to his son right, or his exactly. kid that it's like, you know. Like hey, this please happens. still
1: like, yeah, you know, please still like look after me even if I like fuck up.
2: Yeah, and and the way that he does the track is, is like up to me. Oh my god, it's like it's it's moving. And I felt very moved by the track, even though it's like a driving like a little more upbeat track. And there's so many illusions that you can go with that. Not even just Tyson versus Douglas. Like, I also uh, was reading about this track how people were alluding it to the election as well. Mm. Like, you know, with Trump and Hillary. Like,
0: oh yeah, when like Hillary it, falls, only problem yeah. both of those people are a holes. what I'm saying. Yeah, but <laughs> but well, then again, Mike Tyson yeah, sure. kind of is. But that makes you think.
2: Know, like <laughs> this, this can allude. You can kind of change it to anything. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, but that, you
0: never would know what it stood for if he didn't name the track Tyson versus Douglas exactly. or Douglas vs. Tyson.
2: And uh that I don't know, that's what what I liked about that. And that why I, why I put the chorus in there is because there's some that's something about the killers that they always do, is that they want you to sing along with the chorus. And yeah. that's the point of seeing them live, is like it it gets you involved, it gets everybody involved, and it's it's more fun that way. and that's. But see, that's, that's what I don't
0: want to do, Corbin. I don't want to sing the chorus to somebody, and I know I would, and I'll hate myself. I'll look at myself in the mirror the next day go, <laughs> what did I just do? What did I just become? But if <laughs> you were at an Outcast show,
2: you would sing the chorus. You would sing the whole song. I'd sing every damn word. Exactly. As loud as I can, lose my voice. Exactly, and that's what— But I like OutKast. And that's why they like do kids. it, too, because people like it and people want to sing along. <laughs>
0: Oh, I know, and I totally get it. And I'm totally fine with that. Now that's good. They have they've have successful careers, successful albums. I think that's awesome. Brandon Flowers and I were born on the same day, three years apart, so that's kinda cool too. And um <laughs> uh I'm glad he but but I like again that the vocal part of this album was not the vocal part that I'm used to. And I think that is the difference where had this been their first album,
2: I probably would give them more of a chance. Than their actual first album, so you need to listen to their album Sam's uh, Samstown, which is their second album, because there are very a lot of similarities between the the, the album and this album because the narrative is a, uh, excuse me, is a little similar, but it's not as synthy as the first album, which is their most popular album, Hot Fuss. So like, I think you would enjoy the second album, and you would know where their trajectory comes to this point. Maybe. Maybe we'll but, see. No, we'll see
0: if I give it a chance. But I don't
2: know if you'd listen to it. So. <laughs> Malcolm. It? What, what were you uh, gravitating to?
3: Um, you know, I dug. You know, in, in lieu of like, you know, kind of what it takes to maintain a good relationship, and and coming off of, you know, Brandon talking about his wife, you know, getting diagnosed with depression and PTSD. Essentially, I like that song, "Out of My Mind," um, and especially kind of in its regard to like addressing that, like no matter what happens, like ups and downs the relationship, like. Like I'm still trying to court you. Like I'm still trying to impress you, even if you're not impressed. You know, because it's like, uh, like Rob, you kind of talked about, like even on the Daniel Caesar episode, and like when you change everyone's perspective on what love was.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, everyone's like, perspective,
3: right? Everyone's perspective. But kind of like where, like, there's a point where it's like, like you know, like your wife loves you. Like you don't exactly like have to impress her. And shoot, like, e- like what could you possibly do that could impress her that you haven't done already? You I know, i am just saying you keep trying. Right, <laughs> like, but keep trying. Yeah. It's like, today, you can't get her out of your mind. You know, and, and, and I, I thought that was kind of cool. The production, the makeup of this song was really cool, too. Um, yeah, it's that song, uh, Out of My Mind.
0: Yes, control over Mr. Vine.
3: Yeah, I kind of dig that stuff. Pretty cool.
1: <laughs> out of my mind. Yeah. And see, and and that was like that was another one of those songs to me where it was just like incessantly white guy punk. Like he <laughs> he puts no effort at all into trying to like make a harmonious vocal. Yeah. yeah.
2: And when they came out, like when they debuted, they were along the same lines as other bands that were very similar. Post-punk, like, like the Strokes, Franz Ferdinand, a lot of the same type of music that's like For the longest
0: time, I thought they were Franz Ferdinand. I did. (laughs)
2: Like I did. I was like, I hate them both. (laughs) There's One of these days, you will have a Franz Ferdinand album as one of your homeworks. No. (laughs) I might might drop out of school. No. (laughs) I'm
0: just kidding, Corbin. I appreciate the challenges (laughs) to
2: my musical interests. No, but as far as the album, I'm just going to go right ahead and give it, I want to give it a slap scale just so we can get along with it. I think the replayability is like a typical killer's album for me. It's gonna be there for a few months and then it's gonna disappear and I'll listen to it maybe once or twice down the road like in a couple of years. So to me, I still think it's a good album. The narrative's really good. Um, but it's there's only a few really good tracks on the album. I'm gonna give it about a three point five.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm looking at a three three. Hmm. Malcolm, go ahead.
3: <laughs> yeah. Like I mean, I I'm probably gonna like play the man.
2: Yeah, um, and that's you know that's a fun sing. track.
3: The man's a fun track. Yeah, they they
2: actually I, like, came I, out I, with that I, for like
3: the encore. No, all right. Yeah, no, it's dope. Like, um, and I just had like a Duke Dumont remix to it, so I'll probably be dropping that track at my LA show in two weeks. That nice. eight, that's oh yeah, a total shameless plug. That's, um, I love yeah. It. yeah, that's part of the deluxe edition. <laughs> I'm probably gonna get this album though as a whole probably like a two eight. Like I'm not really gonna play the album back, to be honest. Like I know I won't.
0: Yeah, and look, I, you know, I think their songwriting's okay. It's just not my cup of tea. So it gets a three,
2: for me. And I'm still gonna see them at Lost Lake this week because I know they're gonna kill it. They probably are. Pun intended. (laughs) (laughs) All pun intended. Uh,
0: I don't know if I can if I can not pay full price for a ticket. Maybe, maybe. But if I start singing the damn chorus to either one of them songs we talk about from the first album, you slap me upside the head and say, Rob, wake up.
2: No, Eat I'm going to Snapchat the shit out of that. <laughs> I was like, I need you to get a
1: video
3: of that, and that's one on every Sound Super channel we have. Yep.
2: Oh,
1: <laughs> you remember man. when Rob Dog and, and killers? Just- <laughs> put up, yeah, put him up side to side with like one of the preview clips
2: and like him jamming <laughs> <He's> like,
1: yeah! <laughs> yeah. Like, it. Yeah, my favorite song. <laughs>
0: Oh
2: my and Is The Killers. Uh, and, and you know ahead. that Snapchat would be all secretive too. It'd be like, oh, yeah. Uh, Corbin, what are
1: you doing over there? Nothing. Nothing. Nothing, bro. Just hanging out. Is The Killers <laughs> wonderful, wonderful, man. Uh, album dropped somewhere around last month, man. Please go check it out. Let us know what you think of it. Uh, and now, uh, let us know what you think of it on our social channels, please, on Twitter and Instagram at Servers. And now we're about to get into some divine homework. <laughs>
2: Now, boys, don't get into any trouble while mommy and daddy are gone. Taking
1: you to school. All right. All right. Erykah Badu, Erykah Badu's mama's gun. Uh, you guys, if you recorded an album in a West African yoga studio uh, instead instead of Electric Ladyland, as Erykah Badu did. You would get Mama's Gun if you recorded an album in a yoga studio. Uh this is just really <laughs> This is one of my favorite albums, like of hers, man. I just think it's just such a like it is just it's just so much more of like a a mature progression from her because her first, like, you know, her this is her second studio album. Her mm-hmm. debut was Baduism. I think it's such a like mature and logical progression for her. Uh, it's a 70-minute listen that will keep me entertained throughout the entire time, so that's another reason why I love it. See, there's a chance. Tell and, me there's uh, a chance. Here,
3: wait, you know, hold, hold, hold on, hold on. For, you know, those long Eric do do listens, I have to light my incense. Hold on. For no. real. <laughs> but you feel like Let like when you life. listen to
0: Eric Abadou, you're on, like, a deeper plane of existence, right? And you're, like, yes. you're on some next-level, like, <laughs>
1: Deep thought, but without even having to be like nerdy about it, and you're just it, taken there, and 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 that is like such like a trademark of her songwriting. I think you know, like taking you to that place, but with such ease, and like she doesn't do it with complicated vocabulary or anything. You know, right. she does it with really simple life parables. You know what I'm saying? So like, I think that that's really something that's special, and she like hones more into that skill on this album. Yes, yeah,
2: she's one of the best storytellers of our time. Like, period. The way she does it, the way she, her presentation. Uh, just this album it like you know just comparing to what was released in the same year and seeing how uh voodoo was released the same time this they, was like the- they recorded together in the same studio like yeah. it
0: Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: Made more sense to me because Voodoo is the male version and Absolutely. Mama's Gun is the female version. And to me, they, they marry together so well because it's like, it. I don't know, to me, this is one of the best albums of all time. Yes. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. Yes, you said it. <laughs> because, yes. Yes. because Baduism was a great introduction. I'm not knocking Baduism because it had a lot of great hits. And it's that, like, you know, it's that Neo Soul bedrock. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and you know I have my love for Neo Soul as well oh, as you yeah. do. Yeah. And because I love D'Angelo so much and I, I love Erica Badu, but I don't love Erica Badu after this album as much as I do the, her first two albums. And this album is like, boom. Yeah, it's like where did she come from after Baduism? Like she comes into this album and just drops it, and records it all analog. By the way, there's no digital, nothing. The way they did this analog, was raw girl, style, digital. and yeah. the production is so perfect. Yes, and her speech is so perfect, and it it ends perfect. Even though it's a seventy minute listen, <laughs> the last song on the album green eyes is the best track on the album all
0: 10 and a half minutes of it
2: oh my god and i love that song so much and that that is my track that i chose i'm just going right into the cuts because (laughs) please green eyes it's all about jealousy all of the relationship the whole story of green eyes is about andre 3000 yeah Uh, and it is like oh who's he? i know just kidding i I know know who he is (sighs) (laughs) But
1: <laughs> And the way she like crosses different eras and genres in that thing within like the span of ten minutes is fascinating.
2: It's so fascinating, and the way that she does it, it's just like oh, and you feel her the way she's telling the story, like how she feels, like you feel it. Yes, and you feel like she's like confused, she's trying to figure it out, and that's the part of the track that I chose was when she's talking about how she's confused because it it goes through the whole levels of a breakup, like the denial, everything like that. Like I'm gonna hook up with you again even though I don't want to, but I'm still going to do it anyway because I want the familiarity type situation. Yeah. Like It's a whole relationship, end of a relationship in a song.
0: Dude, I the way that, push that is like phenomenal. Like because again, you're right, James, you're you're taking simple words explaining a very difficult concept of heartbreak, yes. but putting in so you're like, Yep, I know what you're talking
1: about. Right. You know, and it's relatable too at yeah. that. You know? Mm-hmm. And it's uh, like It's like, not on
0: some plane up here where you don't get it, right? Right. It's not
1: like, you know, you know talking to some super nerds out there and you're yeah. like, What are you talking about? I have They're no like no talking idea. about quasars yeah, and like all exactly. these different periodic table development stuff. Mm-hmm. No, it's not even like that, but like one of my, like, favorite aspects of this album was really just, like, the... Uh, Erika Baidu just, like, rebuking. You know what I'm saying? Because this album came from such a, like... Because the first song on the album is a song that, like, a kick-you-in-your-face, like, rock song. You know what I'm saying? And I thought that that was so special just because she was coming off Baduism. And, you know, with Baduism, she was really being hailed as, like, the queen of Neo Soul. And everyone really just wanted to label her that and really just want her to, like, keep making Baduisms. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But she immediately was like uh no i'm not going to be boxed in like that like i am really trying to be out here on like all different types of music and all different types of genres and i think she does it so well throughout this album like even just starting out from the first track to so many different like of the production influences that she has on here like she has a lot of different tribal like west african feeling type stuff you know in that song green eyes she had like some ragtime, like, R&B type stuff. Like, it was very, yeah, man. like, she chooses a whole lot of different selections in this. Mm-hmm. She oh. covered
0: a lot of genres. There's Absolutely. R&B sounds, there's hip-hop sounds, there's elemental jazz sounds, like that well, track, Corbin, that you play, Green Eyes, is so, like,
3: jazz. Sorry, yeah. Malcolm, go ahead. Well, you know what's so funny? I think it's almost like the theater of baggage because yeah. – With with this album, I think in the same vein as, like, Brandon Flowers, like, she's, like, the beauty of Erica Badu for me is always in, like, her versatility of her character. Yes. Because, like, she can just embody So many stories and embody so many characters and portray them in a way that is so relatable and it is so genuine, despite knowing that it's a character. You know what I'm saying? Because I've loved her growth through the years, uh, you know, not just in music, but as a music artist into film and into TV, because she has now just her character, her true self is is her, you know, and, and I think that's, that's the difference between, like, you know, your Brandon Flowers and your Erika Badu's, is that, like, she is so genuinely herself that she is this theatric, she is this person, and people can relate to it, because, like, you know, cur- curse me, like, you know, curse me for saying this, but it's just, like, is she a powerhouse vocalist? Question.
1: Not necessarily. Not necessarily. Not like you know, a Whitney yeah, yeah, you you're know, not can't like a winny you like, range. You're not coming to Badu for like you know, yeah, for her to hit those notes. Mm-hmm. You know, exactly. that's not exactly. why you listen to
3: her. And again, that is not a slight to her. Mm-mm. That's not a slight by any means. But it's it's her prowess in honing her 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 maybe her not incredible vocal ability but then taking it and turning it into, in, into this presentation this this theater of the mind yeah. that in this in this theatric that like just really pushes people like i've always loved the song like didn't you know and it's like yeah. that whole song all in itself it's it's like this ama- it's, it's a really cool story you know but i think it's one of those songs that is easily one of the sexiest <laughs> Easily one of the sexiest songs, like alive, and I think it make for like it. It it could be it is a beats for the sheets, but it's like one of the sexiest written beats
1: for the sheets ever, and it's like woke.
0: (laughs) But they see that's the funny thing too. To tie in what Corbin played too is there she is, Erica Badu, who I've always looked at as a strong, powerful woman, right, who is just confident, but admitting that she's insecure because of what happened to her, and that is in a a powering position in and of itself. And we I mentioned this a couple weeks ago when it comes to, like, people are looking now to Demi Lovato and, you know, she's strong female because she talks about her sexuality. What Badu did way before Demi Lovato was talk about the power and the strength of being a woman without having it to just be sexual, right? right? There's so much more to her that comes across out of that microphone even though she's not hitting that Whitney note because she knows how to use the mic. She knows how to use her voice, Malcolm, to back up what you're saying there. And it just—it just it just you just you feel like you know her, right? you feel like yeah, you feel like you're part of her life
1: and that's like and that's another thing that's so great about her and like her genius, you know like she like again, on that relatability scale, like she really makes you feel like she's having a conversation with you yeah. with her songwriting
0: there's an intimacy to it yes
1: mm-hmm. my uh i i I'm just gonna go ahead and share it. my clip clever was honestly this is probably one of my favorite songs of all time, so this track actually features Roy ayers. And um, this, uh, uh, like, this track actually features Roy Ayers. And if you guys remember, so she she has quite the affliction for Roy Ayers, right? Because if you remember, on the live album, which I also assigned for homework, she does a cover of Roy Ayers searching on there, and that was my clip actually. But uh, so I guess, like, you know, it's, it's a usual suspect. But <laughs> Cleva is one of my favorite songs just because the vibraphone is probably one oh, of my favorite man. instruments, and he kills it on this. And it's so cool on the liner notes for this track, Roy Ayers, like, he's credited to Vibes, which is like all of his credits <laughs> on all of his liner notes, but like, it's just like, it's still just such a cool thing. So here's Cleva. and just like again you know the the songwriting like the message in that song is so uh is so perfect and so necessary as well you know she talks about it in this song you know still like like just the power in holding wisdom over looks you know and like yes. like beauty over like brains over beauty and looks and all of that you know and she just puts it again she just puts it so simply like on the second verse of the album she goes um I got a little pot in my belly, so nowadays my figure ain't so fly, but uh, but my dress ain't cost nothing but seven dollars. But I made it fly, and I'll tell you why. Love that, you know what I'm saying? Like she made it cool. Like I I, I just love the message. Like she, the woman, makes the stuff. Like she is not made by things, you know. And I like so just the message of this.
0: But she's so right because you look at Erica. That's exactly what you think. That's who she is. That's what you think. Exactly
1: right, man.
0: And I initially picked that song, but Corbin told me you picked it, so oh, I, I had to change dang. it up. So I changed it up. So, you know, me and James again on that Man, same no, page, really. you know.
1: Because like, that song is dope. No, really. Perfect song. Malcolm, just, we missed Malcolm's track because he had already teased his oh, track. Geez. Oh, dang. I picked you know, another sure one, did, but and then you hijacked yeah. him.
3: Mm-hmm. Moving on. Oh, no. Y'all good, though. But, yeah, go ahead and play that song. Let me get my feelings one time for the one time. Didn't you know? ha, <laughs> ha. just oh my God. Dilla like dilla production song, it's like a song riddled with like sexual frustration
1: <laughs> <laughs> it is just great right and then just like you know again like the production on it too is just so like and i thought the sequencing of that track was so perfect too because you know she comes out with penitentiary philosophy like hey yo so i'm not just neo soul but then she flips it on it it's because the complete 180 with did you know, it does some like some new like revamped like almost modernized neo soul like it just sounds cleaner than a lot of the different neo soul that was out at that time you know and then she like she goes into a hip-hop track and Which, she's got dilla like producing all over this album and like quest love was like on so much drums of this album yeah well. mm-hmm. yeah it was really just like and another thing i uh, another thing i talk about how like the maturity of this album for her um she produced so much on this album too you know she produced that yeah. uh, like she produced my cut uh she produced all uh Way way more than she produced on her debut album, which was like I think she co-produced on one song, but she produced this like like this is arguably her best work, and she is responsible for most of
2: it. Yeah, because that's she put she had her hands in it, and she wanted to be like this is exactly what I want to put out, and that's what I appreciate about this album the most is it is her, it is raw, it is a good story, it is all around great. Yes. Yeah, it, and it
0: you know it, it it takes you on a journey, right? Because you're sorry, comes out with you know. Penitentiary, Penitentiary philosophy, yeah. And then it hits you with the hip hop tracks, which I picked. Set my second pick was the other Jay Dilla track on it, song number three, "My Life." Yes. Because man, too many good tracks to pick up. So let's give you a little sample of this too. oh man come can on Can we now. just get
1: like an entire album of that like you oh. know there's got to be vaults man like cause, like because just imagine by Bad- because badu can already spit you know what i'm saying oh yeah so like uh, just her over mordilla please is what we need in this life and you know the, the thing that stood
0: out to me about this album too and erica badu as an artist is she never had to really compromise you know what you you know you talk about right. you talk about your d'angelo he was one that didn't really have to compromise you know Maybe a Maxwell's in there. Some of these artists that we've talked about that you appreciate the fact that they didn't say, you know what, I'm going to sell out for the idea of selling a pop record or to make extra money. Like, no, I have this voice inside of me that I need to get out the way it needs to come out. And Doo is able to do that, and in particular on her first two albums, you know, her, her probably her strongest ones, Corbin. I think you'd kind of go there. But at least I think so too. But that's what I love about artists who let them create. Let them do what they do, and that's you, you know going oh, back yeah. to what we talked about with the Dr. Dre Jimmy Ovine thing on HBO, the Defiant Ones. That's Jimmy Ovine's point. Find creators, let them create. Don't okay. micromanage them. Do they thing. The listeners will drag you for this. It's Ivan. I know. I always, I always, <laughs> <screw> <laughs> it. I always mess it up. I always Ovine. mess it up. Why well, got I have <laughs> one of those weird sounding spelling names, Jimmy? Jimmy. Oh Shoot. my god. <laughs> no. But I
2: think that's the real purpose, like you're saying, is all these artists that we are drawn to are. They're artists, and they yeah. do exactly what they need to do, and they don't need to be held back. Right. Like, And I think that's what draws us to this this type of music because it is amazing what they, these people can do and what they think of, and you're like, how the heck are they going to pull that off? And then they pull it off, and you're like, yes. damn.
1: And then, like, you know, and Badu just does that with ease across so many different genres, she across makes so it many sound different so tracks. Easy. Yes, Push like you know, she, can, yeah. she gives you she gives you so much content in this album, and none of it feels overloaded. Mm-hmm. You know, none of it feel blo- none of it feels
2: bloated. It's a good seventy minute listen. But
0: I think that's because it sounds different enough too, where it's not like All exactly. Right, it's it's you know, like because you your last album so was versatile.
2: Yeah, exactly. Whereas music like, soul it, child. It's
3: just versatile. Like, it, it gives you different taste. It, it shows you like how deep the rabbit hole really is when it comes to. Like, like when it comes to R&B, when it comes to music, when it comes to like a a strong female artist, just period. Like, don't like, I just love it because I think it's it's her best album, and one of the best albums of like, especially in, like the past. Like,
1: it came out in two thousand, like, so, so of this millennium, so, so it is absolutely one of the best albums in this I've millennium, ever. right?
3: Mm-hmm. In yeah. this millennium, like, like it, it's easily that just because it shows the versatility of of an artist and just truly what a black woman can do.
1: I one hundred percent agree. Black 100% girl 100%.
0: magic.
3: Yeah,
1: well, and
0: out. This way. album is magic. It's literally, yeah. especially the clever song with the uh, the way.
1: Oh, oh my gosh, man, right? Magic. And then just like AD two thousand, oh. and like the we only got to bring up four tracks, but like my goodness, like there's so whole, many. Yes, there's so many. AD two thousand, just magical. uh um Times are wasted. Oh my god i conflict i booty? conflicted so booty <laughs> booty like again See? that's another one of those songs where like you know she's like dropping real like she's drop, she's preaching yep. and she's putting it so simply you know like hey i'm like i got your man i don't even want him and i, I got your man i don't even want him because he's cheating on you girl you need to get your fucking life <laughs> <laughs> your it kisses his might dude. be wetter
0: but he likes mine better. <laughs>
1: exactly. I'm paraphrasing there, of course. <laughs> you know, it's, uh, it's Erica Badu's Mama's Gun. It's Erykah Badu's Mama's Gun. If you gun. haven't
0: heard it, pop it. Pop yeah, it in.
1: To it. Yes, load it. Cock it. Uh, uh, and Just uh Unleash the full clip on Mama's Gun. Please listen to it. <laughs> Thank you,
2: James. Thank you very much for reintroducing me to that because I hadn't listened to it in a while and I was like, damn.
0: I, I never heard something. the whole album. Yeah. No, it's a so beautiful album. That was album. that was a delight.
2: That was pretty much after uh, where I dropped off with Eric Badu because I was like, "This is too good to even go on." you can't, yeah. you can't do better than this.
0: <laughs> I feel you, man. That is a challenge. It's like Lauren Hill, we talked about with Loft a few weeks back. When you once you come out like that, ooh,
2: yeah, really. The
0: pressure to, you yeah. know,
1: man, No, and she did it, man. Yep. you know, like like no shade to Lauren Hill at yep. all, but just like you know, Badu did it. Eric Badu, Mama's Gun, man. Let us know what you think of this homework and really just Eric Badu, man, what you thought of any of the tracks, what you like, what you didn't like. Hit us up on Twitter, at SoundSurfers, or even comment on any of our stuff on Instagram, man. We'll listen to you, reply to you, whatever it is, man. Uh it's homework time. coming up for homework next week?
0: It's your boys, all oh. We're doing something a little different this time. It's not a concept. It's not like that much of a curveball, but I've been overloaded with lyrical content lately. So we're going to take the lyrics out, and this kind of spawned. Oh boy. James, because of of this album, Erica Badu's I album. I think I know where we're going with this. Oh boy. Miles Davis kind it. of blue. Ah! We're gonna go back to some jazz. This was recorded in nineteen fifty-nine. Because lately I've been I've been I've been whipping it, and all this news has been driving me crazy. Shootings, Trump this, Trump that. I needed to zone out, so I put on some jazz one day, driving around. And I was like, this is next. <laughs> so let's do little Miles, King of the trumpet, right
1: there. I'm so down, kinda man. True. Like this what is, is going to be the my album? first, like kind of blue, like his Magnum <laughs> yeah. Opus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, this I'm is in. his big album. I'm so let's try it out.
0: See how it is. I've only, I don't know if I've ever listened to the album, top to bottom, but we're gonna give it a shot. Yeah,
1: same. I think this is one wait, of those wait, wait, albums. Wait, like, wait,
3: wait. I'm sorry. Wait, 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 wait,
1: wait. Why you you, you said kind of blue is his Magnum Opus, not Bitches Brew? Oh, you know what? Yeah, Bitches Brew. He's is He's so his magnum good, he is too. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, but but I, I'm, just, I'm just
3: saying I, I, I just
1: Honestly like I've never Like I, I gotta be here This is You know this is one of those albums Like you save But you never really listen to it You know We'll
2: get into it We'll get into it on the next podcast
1: uh, Miles Davis kind of blue Catch us next week man We are the Sound Servers Bridge different cultures through music Hit us up on social At Sound Servers I'm your host James Miles I'm Malcolm Alexander The R-O-B
2: And I'm Corbin Peace